Welcome to the very first episode of That Marriage Podcast. We are Joe and Jessica Pieretti. We are a pastoral couple from the Raleigh, North Carolina area. We have been married for seven years and we've been together for 10 years. So for the first podcast, we're just going to talk about ourselves because we're really conceited. And also, you probably want to know who you're listening to. So Joe grew up in Puerto Rico. He was born in Philly, but grew up in Puerto Rico. He is an INFJA on the Myers-Briggs personality test. And for you Enneagram people, he is a one wing two. So that's what I have to live with. And he also pastors four churches in the Raleigh area. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Joe. I am Jessica's husband. Um, Jessica grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, she is a INTJT. Uh, I did some research because that's apparently part of my trait. Uh, so Jessica is very introverted, uh, but she's also very conceptual, which I, I like, and logical, straight to the point. She is very planned, organized. Uh, we recently moved, and things were color-coded, which was amazing. Um, and for Enneagram, uh, oh, I'm sorry, she's um, she's a T in, in the architect for the Myers-Briggs, and for Enneagram, she is a 6W5, 6-wing 5. She's a guardian. Um, and let me just say, avoid small talk with Jessica. She does not like small talk at all. Uh, but Jessica is a teacher. She teaches English to kids in China online. Together, things we have in common is we have one kid together. You wouldn't know it. She looks just like Joe. We're both the firstborn of our families, which statistically we should not be together. Because not at all. We're both extremely stubborn and strong-headed. We are both prepare and rich facilitators, and our life is nothing like we thought it would be 10 years ago. Not at all. So why don't you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I we actually met um, our last year of, oh, or actually Jessica's last year of high school, what should have been my last year of high school. I moved uh, from Phil- from Puerto Rico to Philadelphia when I was about 17. Um, actually, I was 17. And um, some issues happened where I couldn't transfer all of my, my credits. I did pass them all. I didn't fail any classes, but I just couldn't um, get those classes transferred. Uh, so I had to repeat a couple grades, which really sucked. Uh, but I met Jessica there. And then, um, long story short, Two years later, um, we just got together. And you've been stuck with me ever since. And yeah, I haven't been able to get rid of her. But we got married in 2012. And then we actually um, were in a road to become, well, actually, I was on the road to become a uh, classical musician, tour around the world and just play with different uh, symphonies and, and make good music, just be an artist. Um, not a rock rock star, but 
a classical star. Classical star. Is that a Classical thing? musician? Classical musician. That I was going to be a rock star in a classical world. Yes. But um, trombone player. And I just, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Jessica, I sold Jessica on it. She enjoyed it. I, I thought I was marrying him for his money. Yep. Yeah, uh, she actually, in my our very first few dates were me taking her down to listen to the Philadelphia Orchestra and take her out to eat and like yeah that's 17 year old doing this uh, or at a time I was almost 19 year old doing this uh, so I thought it was pretty cool I thought he was pretty cool too and then right after our wedding uh, I started studying the bible and as I was studying the bible I was convicted of it and I thought that I needed to make some change in my life so I just went to Jessica and said hey we need to talk six months into our marriage he came home and said Yeah, we need to talk. Meanwhile, I'm like, did you get a speeding ticket that we can't afford? Did you wreck someone's car? Definitely was not ready for him to say, I just want to spend eternity with you in heaven and we can't eat shrimp anymore and we can't work on Saturdays anymore. So we have to follow Jesus and we have to do all these things. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to spend forever with you in heaven, which is what I want to do. And then he went to sleep. I loved her so much. I want to spend all of eternity with her. Yeah, it was a lot to take in, though. You could have broken that down a little bit better. Well, I I don't know what came up, came came over me. Actually, I'll just blame the Holy Spirit for that. Uh, Insert funny Holy Spirit joke or something. I don't know. If that's a thing. Sorry for the blasphemy. Um, but I just, yeah, Jessica's just looking at me like I'm a total weirdo right now. Every day, babe. Every day. Um, but Jessica, um, Jessica was in the middle of finishing her bachelor's degree. She was going through, uh, you know, a life transition. I was going through my own life transition as well. And we were just trying to learn how to do the whole marriage thing and how to be together. We, at that time, we were we we've already spent about a year living together, um, at least a, a about year and that, a half or a so. A year and a half or so, and so we we had experience being in the same room, but there was just something about marriage that just made it feel very permanent. Um, so you know, there's just kind of that change, and um, I was uh, in the middle of some family crises. I was um, two of my uncles were about to pass away uh, separate times, but they were all pretty much like within a span of four or five months. It was pretty rough. Um, but I just wanted to spend time with Jessica. And um, I wanted to be with her forever. And I just told her I dumped about four or five months of Bible study right at her lap in f- 50 Three seconds. Minutes. Yeah, not even. <laughs> and I just thought it was a phase. Like Joe said, his he had family things that were going on. Um his uncles were not doing well. Their health was failing. We were in the process of possibly moving to Pittsburgh so that Joe could pursue this career as a classical musician. He was auditioning different schools, and we were almost set on going to Pittsburgh from Philly at that point. And I just figured he's just kind of in at a fork in the road, and this seems like a path that he feels comfortable with. And so, like a good wife, I said... 
I'm, yes. I'm going to sh- support this whim that he's on and we'll go to church on Saturdays for a little bit. And that's fine. Sure. If that's what's going to make him feel comforted through this process of difficulty and the season of change in our lives, then sure, I'll support that and we'll we'll make it work for a little bit. And here we are five years later, not even six years later. Uh, it's go, going on seven. It's going, going on, on seven, seven years yep. later. And um, he's a pastor. Yeah, uh, that definitely was not in the plan at all. No. So that was that was a big change. We ended up going to Southern. Um, this is down in, uh, right outside of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Southern Adventist University. Yeah. So I finished my bachelor's degree um, and was ready to work in the field of advertising. And then we moved down to a little town called Ottawa, Tennessee, where there was not much opportunity for a young advertiser with a very small portfolio. So I started doing my master's. While we were at Southern, Joe really, really excelled in his studies and got very involved with with a church there. And I decided to do my master's in church leadership and nonprofit development. We both became prepare and rich facilitators, which is marital, premarital. I wouldn't call it counseling because we are not certified counselors, but we facilitate facilitate (laughs) working through problems before marriage and during marriage. And so, yeah, while we were at Southern, because we weren't traditional students, we found ourselves in in an interesting position. We weren't traditional students because Joe was not just a regular 18, 19-year-old living in the dorm. But we weren't the non-traditional students that were giving up a whole career that we had already excelled in to go back into school for ministry or something like that. It was, we weren't in our forties and coming back. We were just slightly removed from the traditional student realm. And so a lot of Joe's classmates and friends would talk to him about what is married life like? And we didn't have a child at the time. Um, so we were, we were just kind of in those beginning phases of marriage that students were starting to look at after college. And so we ended up just being that place where his classmates or friends would just come hang out at our house a lot. Pretty much every week we had a group just, we had, we had a lot of guys coming over talking to Joe a lot about relationships and marriage and things that are, things that are, they're looking forward to happening soon or not so long after college. So we kind of felt this pull towards family ministries and couples ministry. Um, It's just something that we felt very comfortable in. We both come from very different parental upbringings and even grandparent upbringings. We come from completely different cultures. 
we come from completely different backgrounds, how we grew up, how we expected marriage to be, how we expected gender roles to be. So though we had only been married for a couple of years, we felt pretty confident that we had kind of run a little bit of a gauntlet as far as relationship went. And Joe can note what our strongest point was of our relationship and what I always accredit our success as a couple to. Well, we always, uh, well, Jessica always said that our reason why we succeeded or we worked so well together, we were very brutally honest. We were mean to each other. We said things that we should. No one should ever say to any other human From being. day one. And, uh, yeah, it was, we were very honest. We were, we were very uh, to the point what we were looking for. Uh, we already had expectations. Um, and all of this when we were 19. And um, we weren't afraid to call each other out either. Yeah. If, if something, if we, if we, s- perceived that something was wrong or wasn't done correctly or it wasn't up to our expectations we just said it no tact just said it just just said it there it was a very no-nonsense courtship we we basically kind of called it as we saw it and that was it we always put all of our cards on the table because neither one of us wanted to be in a relationship where we were just gassing each other up. And I think that made us a great couple because from the get-go, we never, there was never any kind of lies or fibbing or tiptoeing. And that kind of pushed us through a lot of craziness. We, we didn't have that. Oh, people always said, oh, you're still in the honeymoon phase. Well, we're still the same way for 10, 10 years later. So if this is the honeymoon phase, I'm okay with it. It was, it, it was definitely interesting um, as we you know, just kind of looking back and seeing the pattern or comparing our trajectory with other people's trajectories and, um, and not just like people in, at Southern, uh, that you know, um, fellow students of mine, but just our kind of our circle kind of influence people that we knew abroad. Uh, we noticed that if there was no honesty, the, that relationship never really lasted very long. No. Uh. So so we are happy that we were able to to be honest maybe we should have learned how to be a little bit more tactful and graceful just um, straight out nice to each other but it was it, it we never shouted we never you know like it wasn't like it was like physical or verbal alter- altercations but no it was always just if if i felt that joe was doing something that made him seem like a jerk i would just say outright dude you're being a jerk today and that's just how it was. And he would say, yeah, I am. And vice versa. We did the same thing, you know, 
And some people would say, well, that's that's no way to talk to your significant other. And in retrospect, yeah, it probably isn't. But as 19-year-olds starting a relationship off, that was a great foundation for us because neither one of us was in a place where we could emotionally be lied to or or anything like that. So at that point in both of our lives, I think we really benefited from that straightforward, no-nonsense communication. Um, And I think that created a good foundation for our marriage because now when something is awry we we both know we can call it out and there's no it's not to be hurtful it's to just stay say straight out hey um i i don't like what you're doing i think your attitude is wrong and i think maybe you need to reassess what you're doing and i think that that goes back to to the greater kind of the greater need for 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 counseling and facilitating an, an area of marriage is sometimes we we just we as a society we have not learned how to have those um hard conversations uh in the business world we'll call that uh crucial conversations or fierce conversations and um that's that's really what what we kind of need more of is is just that assertiveness uh, to go in into a situation and say, okay, you know, something was, this was wrong and, and address it, but, you know, still have this idea that, okay, um, I'm not doing this to hurt you or belittle you and make myself be bigger. Um, so, so the fact that we went through that as, um, 19 year olds, uh, was pretty good. And if there's any 19 year old that's uh, looking for a significant other, maybe use nice words, but it wouldn't hurt to be really honest. Absolutely. And so that's what's always kind of driven us towards this family ministries, couples ministries idea is that we want to help people. We want to kind of talk about our successes and our failures and have that open conversation with other couples who might feel like they're in that that valley of struggle and not quite know how to get out at that point and it's it's we've been there it's hard so we want to be a resource um at some point during this podcast life we'll definitely open up questions and and find out how can we help what what are topics that people want to hear about so that we can talk about them openly and honestly there's no there's no shameful question in marriage. Your your husband or your wife is your best friend and you're, you made vows and you made a commitment saying, I'm in this for life. So there's no conversation that's going to be too difficult for your spouse. It's, it's your ride or die. And so if you're going to go through those hills and valleys of life, you're going to be there with that other person. And so you have to be able to figure out how to communicate that so that you're not alone, so you don't feel alone. And so we're here to help with that as much as we possibly can. This podcast has been a long time coming. It's been in the works for probably upwards of a year. 
And now that we've finally moved, we have a space that we can create that is not our living room where our two-year-old... Or bedroom. Or bedroom where our two-year-old just runs rampant. Um, we have a, a dedicated office space, which has been great. With a super desk. With a super desk. We can't call it a, a mega desk or a quad desk. but Office a, reference, by it, the way. It's a super desk. And we're pretty excited about it. This has actually been our dream desk since we became young professionals. We have always, our, our desk set up now is that we have a bookshelf on either side and right through the bookshelves we have a desk coming out where we can face each other to work. And this has been a dream for a decade. Yes. We have always wanted a shared desk where we can both work and face each other while we work. Because we both have very different lines of work, and we always have, but we have always wanted to be able to work in the same space so that we can have our independent work, but also enjoy each other's company. And sometimes I feel like that's a really good analogy to what marriage is. You're, you're in your own headspace, but you're, you're doing it with your, your soulmate in the room. Absolutely. I think... Uh, yeah, uh, by the way, if anyone's thinking about this, yes, we are that type of uh, married couple. We like doing things together. We we believe wholeheartedly, um, well, we believe in community drinking. Uh, however, our daughter has taken that to a kind of disgusting level at this point. Well, actually, she's getting a little bit better at drinking. We do not share a toothbrush, though. We do not that share a toothbrush. That is gross. We don't do that. Only in dire situations do you share a toothbrush. And even yeah. then, use your finger. Yeah, but you know we 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 are okay um, sharing germs, but um, we we we've been wanting to have this like shared desk and um, be able to be in our work, do what we have to do, but then look up and ah, oh, there you are, you know, and it it just it's amazing. Um, but then at the same time, she has her space, I have my space because we. We definitely work differently. We're totally different people. Very uh, differently. And even though we've been together for, you know, 10 years, um, yeah, we still are we still are our own individual persons, uh, but we just really love being around each other. Uh, so we really time. hope most of the time. Um, one thing we always tell each other is that I love you. I just won't like you all the time. Which can also be true in a marriage. Yeah. I love Jessica. I made a commitment to love her, and that's, and and I think that uh, hopefully we'll get to that in in one specific episode. Uh, but the difference between love as an emotion and and love as a covenant. Uh, but I made a a vow, a covenant, a covenant that I was going to love Jessica no matter what, and that's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter if I don't like her. I will. I made the covenant that I will love her. That's that's just what's going to be, um, and. We are so happy to to have you all along in this journey, and hopefully we're we'll be able to help you either in your in your marriage right now that you're in, or if you're trying to get into a marriage. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to give you some tips and tricks before the big day. Absolutely. So, thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of That Marriage Podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.
Thank you.